Hi, my name is Sammy and welcome to my podcast. Today, I will be reading Everything I Know About Monsters, a collection of made-up facts, educated guesses about creatures of creepiness by Tom Lichten Held. Sorry if I butched the last name, but let's begin. I'm no monsterologist, but I do know enough about monsters to draw some pictures, and I can make up more stuff so I can draw more pictures. The most important thing I know each monster is I know about monsters is that there really are no such things. No monsters ever, nowhere, no how. In fact, there are no proven cases of any child ever being pinched, grabbed, tickled, slobbered upon, or devoured whole by an actual monster. The monsters do exist in our imaginations. And as you know, our imaginations are immensely huge. Your imagination is so huge that sometimes it leaks out of your ears as earwax. So there are a lot of monsters and a lot of stories about monsters. And since I've been accused of being one of the best story maker uppers ever, I get to tell you everything I know about monsters. Under the bed monsters are the most common type of household monster. They these are very lazy monsters, which is why they live under the bed, where they can stretch out and nap, waiting for you to throw your dirty socks down there for them to snack on. They also like to eat the tennis shoes, pez dispensers, and educational toys you lose under your bed. Like most monsters, these guys are easily scared away by bright lights. In fact, even the light from a smiley face night light will have some monster scaring effect. For more details, see my handy monster avoidance chart. Under the bed, monsters are also frightened by loud noises because it disturbs their beauty sleep. They're kind of like my cat, who will go for hours without moving, then suddenly dash out of the room when I drop a frying pan. So, I guess dropping a frying pan next to your bed would be another good way to keep monsters away. Not in chart. Here is what they eat. Jelly beans watch, glasses, bowling shoes, sisters, clip-on bow tie, and bagels. And that's only stuff that I've lost in my bed. The most common type of under-the-bed monster is the triple tentacled tickler. tickler. Every part of the triple tentacle tickler is made up for tickling. From their long, wiggly toes to their waggy, waggly ears, they have buck teeth and are made of grape jello. Here's how to tell if one of these pesky varmints is hiding under your bed. One, you hear buck tooth giggling. Two, you had ice cream for dessert, but somebody, but somebody around here sure has grape jello breath. Bunk bed monsters are smaller than regular monsters, so that two of them can fit under the bed. When you sleep over at your friend's house, they're more likely to keep you awake all night with their petty bickering and fighting than be tickling or grabbing you. Speaking of sleepovers, have you ever noticed how your friend's house always smells different and kind of weird? That's actually the smell of their monsters, which you're not used to. Closet monsters live in your closet, duh, and spend all night trying on your clothes because they're bigger than you and have extra arms and legs that stretch on, that stretch out your skirts. 
rip big holes in the knees of your pants, and poke claw holes in your shoes. When they're done, they just throw everything on the floor and never hang your clothes properly the way you could always do. Fortunately, claws and marker monsters usually disappear when you turn on the closet light. But you have to move all the junk at the back of the closet because it's still dark back there. And you have to leak in some monster-proofing light to scare them away. How much light does it take to make a monster disappear? Use this handy monster avoidance chart to figure out how to get a good night's sleep. Level 1. Bedroom door open, just a crack. Monsters don't like to see this because besides providing light, eek, it also gives you an escape route. Level 2. Night lights. Monsters hate these, especially the ones with smiley faces or unicorns. Combinations of smiley faces, rainbows, and unicorns are actually considered cruelty to monsters. Level 4. Closet light on. This will get rid of your closet monsters unless they need some new school clothes. They, then they will use the light to find all your coolest clothes. Level 4. Serious stuff. Turning on every light in the room and having a grown-up look under your bed. This foolproof technique is guaranteed to eliminate monsters for one week or 2,000 flushes. Basement monsters come in three types. The sock suckers like to eat damp socks, one from every pair, fresh from the dryer. The ankle fiend likes socks too, but prefers some stinky, so he grabs yours right off your feet so as you walk down the stairs. Meanwhile, the tool ghoul is over into the workshop, turning perfectly good lumber into useless junk and mixing up dad's tools on the pegboard. Not to worry, though, making these creeps of the deep disappear is child's play. Just stand at the top of the stairs, banging some possum pans together really hard, and yell down the stairs as loud as you can. Attic monsters are the brainiest creatures in the house, except for you, because they sit around all day reading old National Geographic magazines that your parents are saving for no apparent reason. Monsters are voracious eaters. And we're not talking healthy, good food to hear. Other than dirt, dirty socks, monsters love anything that's candy-coated, chocolate-frosted, jelly-glazed, cream-filled, or coconut-covered. And they really like that cheese food product in the spray can. This poor diet is why most monsters are chubby and have bad complexions and bad breath. Typically, a monster will sneak into your kitchen late at night and eat all the stuff that was meant for your school lunch. Then he'll retire all bloated and gassy to his hiding place under your bed. Pretty soon, he'll wake up with a tummy ache and need someone, somebody to burp him. So the next time you hear moaning from under your bed in the middle of the night, get up and start jumping on the bed. Your monster will feel better for it. Shadows go are good at pretending to be monsters. Trees, for example, will make shadows monsters will make shadow monsters at night because they're bored being outside by themselves. But they're totally harmless. Think about it. Shadows can't bite you or grab you or grab your ankle or anything. And if they start to bug you too much, you can get rid of them by just turning on a light. Poof. Adios, Mr. Shadow Monster. Your very own shadow will sometimes pretend it's a monster and try to sneak up on you. This might happen. If it gets tired of following you around all day, or if the sidewalk is too hot, of course, as soon as you turn around, it will quickly lie back down and act like nothing happened. School monsters live in the school furnace room and attack when you least expect it. 
The big-butted, bug-eyed, terrible tongue twister sneaks up on you when you're at the front of the class, grabs little words as they come out of your mouth, and turn them into nonsense. This makes it difficult for your classmates to see you as the genius that you are. The B-B-B-E-T-T-T will also attack your parents, which explains why their lectures sound like this. You stop that bonk right now. The homework hasher attacks in the middle of the night after your homework is done and neatly put away. He eats your homework or erases everything, making it look like you didn't even do it at all. Needless to say, parents and teachers don't believe in the existence of the hasher. Even though monsters are usually bigger than you, their brains are are always smaller than yours. And as you can see in this scientific diagram, monster brains are filled with useless junk while your brain is packed with important brainiac stuff. So you can always outsmart a monster. However, you have to watch out for the monster because they're, they're so dumb. For instance, if you took a monster to the shopping mall, he, he would probably eat the whole jelly bean cart, including the jelly bean cart lady. That's how dumb monsters are. Also notice that dogs are are too smart to worry about monsters. Man-made monsters came Man-made monsters came about because real monsters are so dumb that scientists keep trying to make a monster that's smart. These experiments always backfire, resulting in a monster that's not only dumb but really ticked off about something. So they escape and stomp on people, especially scientists. Man-made monsters made of human parts are called Frankensteins. They're always made by mad scientists. I guess they're mad because all of their experiments end up with them getting stomped. Robots are monsters made out of old cars and toasters. They're miracles of modern science capable of performing complex tasks with precision and efficiency until they go haywire. Then they too just want to stomp on things. Robots aren't much fun because they don't scream, stink, get bug-eyed, or have out-of-control body fluids. TV and movie monsters. Lots of monster auditions for parts in monster movies, but they never get the part because they're such lousy actors. They don't follow directions while they forget about what they're supposed to say, and they run away whenever these big movie lights come on. So movie monsters are played by humans wearing big costumes. Next time you're watching a monster movie, walk right up to the screen, and you'll be able to see the zipper on their costume. It's easy being a movie monster because the scripts are always the same. They usually go like this. First, somebody criticizes a monster for being A, ugly, B, dopey, or C, stinky. This makes the monster angry, so he stomps on the critical person. A few tall buildings and a city bus. Finally, the army saves the day with bazookas, flamethrowers, and dive bombers. Oh, yeah, somewhere in there is a pretty girl gets a crush on the monster despite his being ugly, dopey, and stinky. Aliens from outer space aren't officially part of the monster kingdom, but they sure are fun to draw, and you get to give them cool names like Belch Blasters. Aliens always land their spaceships in the desert where people have put out big signs that say free parking for aliens. Then they roam around looking for some humans so they can take over their brains. Having your brain taken over by aliens isn't such a bad idea. 
because it gives you an excuse to do stupid stuff like lose your homework or punch your brother for no reason or watch cartoons on TV when it's perfectly gorgeous outside. After buying some Earth souvenirs at Ye Old Earth Gift Shop, aliens head back to their own planet. The next day, they go to school and give an oral report called How I Took Over Bobby Blonsky's Brain and All the Stupid Stuff I Made Him Do. Outside monsters are all adapted to their particular habitat. Bigfoot, a boy scout gone bad, lives in the woods. He eats wild berries, trail mixes, and the occasional hiker. He's so good at hiding that no one has ever seen all of him. And I'm certainly not about to blow his cover here. The swamp thing is sort of a part fish, part guppy creature who is who lives in mucky poop. He's been the subject of lots of monster movies. Because his big flipper's feet are excellent for stomping. Whatever you do, don't play with his beach toys or call him fish lips. Outhouse monsters are actually toilet monsters who've gone back to nature. They're low-down butt biters, and numbers one at living is number two. And number two. The abominable snow monster. The big meat snowman and why he's in a bad mood his enemy is very bright his nose is a frozen vegetable he's got a bad temperature he's cold-hearted kids use him for snowball target practice he's got a big bottom his boots are too tight and his limbs are not limbs they're trees those are all the monsters I can think of, but I'll bet you can come up with a bunch more. If you need a little help, use my patented monster maker to give your imagination a kick in the butt. Then your monster and my monster can get together to the animal monster reunion picnic. This is where all kids and all kinds of monsters get together and play games and have kids scaring contests and eat hot dogs and watermelons until they nearly puke. Then they all go home for another year of tickling, tormenting, stomping, chomping, sock-eating, butt-biting, belch-blasting, underwear-tearing, and whatever else you and your monstrous imagination can come up with. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And the question of the day is, what is your favorite Halloween movie? Because we're in the spooky month. I hope you enjoyed and i hope you had or had or i hope you had or had a wonderful day i'm having a very hard time speaking today bye